January 14th, 1864. Dear Mary, You must do as you please with respect to the child. I could wish that it might be done soon, that my name may be no more mentioned to you. Convinced that you have neither regard nor friendship, I disdain to utter a reproach, though I have had reason to think that the forbearance talked of has not been very delicate. It is, however, of no consequence. I am glad you are satisfied with your own conduct. I now solemnly assure you that this is an eternal farewell, yet I flinch not from the duties which tie me to life. That there is sophistry on one side or other is certain, though it matters not on which. On my part, it has not been a question of words. Yet your understanding, or mine, must be strangely warped. For what you term delicacy appears to me to be exactly the contrary. I have no criterion for morality, and have thought in vain if the sensations which led you to follow an ankle or step be the sacred foundation of principle and affection. Mine has been of a very different nature, or it would not have stood the brunt of your sarcasms. The sentiment in me is still sacred. If there be any part of me that will survive the sense of my misfortunes, it is the purity of my affections. The impetuosity of your senses may have led you to term mere animal desire the source of principle, and it may give zest to some years to come. Whether you will always think so, I shall never know. We need to talk. Sincerely, Gilbert. Driving back from that fantastic uh, podcast recording yes, session. Yes, Mr. Steve. What a... He deserves everything he has. He deserves everything he has. He's one of the most brilliant men I know. And everyone I talk to about him, I say that he's one of my favorite people. Because he is. He's and everyone's favorite person. Fuck. It must be weird. No, I, yeah. That, that, uh. um, but... We, uh, we talked to him in his beautiful bungalow, house behind the house of a home. And, uh, you won't be able to find it, so no, don't try yeah, and seek him yeah. out. He'll seek you out when you're ready. When you're ready for it, he'll know. Um, and I don't know if you're ready for all that, but I, yeah, I, I love the conversation. He, he, he makes you feel not alone in, in, in your feeling. And, and I like it because he's like kind of an emotional guy also. And a nice guy, and he makes you feel like that's not a, 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 such a bad thing to be. We covered a lot, even though we never, we didn't do the usual game and dance of uh, what was your first relationship, and and go into any of the right. past. We we mostly stayed with the present and future. Yeah, I just don't. I, yeah, I, I feel like his present right now is so in, is so interesting. And it's he's he's an extremely present person, and I, I I don't know I feel I feel really good talking to him, and I think you guys will feel really really good listening to him. Yeah, it's that whole commiseration and and just connection aspect. I think it's impossible. It's you'd have to try pretty hard not to be not to have a connection with him. Sure. Yeah. No. I. You have to be pretty hell-bent, you're right. Also, yeah, I mean, just he's just such a warm guy. Just such a warm guy. And he made us strawberry rhubarb pie. He which, serves his wife's warm pie. Yeah. 
and which is Dan's favorite flavor of pie. And uh, he, I, yeah, I, I just, I've got nothing but love for the guy. I think you really enjoy this talk. Um, if you're looking for solid ground, something, he is that. Yeah, something firm <laughs> to stand on. Something, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel that is not a train. It's actually the light. It's the other side. Which is definitely how I see him, you know? He's yeah. the other side. Maybe you woke up frazzled. Maybe you're ending the day frazzled. Whatever. Turn on some Steve. You just watched Magic School Bus. You're feeling Mrs. Frazzled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have any more sheen and shine. <laughs> Garnier Fructis. You're feeling frazzled. Listen to this. Listen to this. Metronome is always on. I always forget. <laughs> Gotta keep talking in the rhythm. Oh. So we're we're here with Steve. A Steve. different Steve. There I am. Yeah. Different Steve. Finally, we've been wanting to have him on a long time. Oh, thanks, guys. A long time. <laughs> Steve's kind of supported the podcast in a big way. Yeah, I mean, you guys are doing great stuff. I think you know these are these are great things to talk about, and when yeah. like. When I get to listen to what's happening, it feels like it's, it's very intimate. You know, it feels like I'm like sneaking in on your guys' slumber party every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice. And it because that's that's how I feel about it too. That's that's what I want people to feel like, and it's nice to hear that it's connecting how I envisioned it to connect. Yeah. And, you know, I I mean, from the start of where the whole inspiration came from, I hope whether people live vicariously through it somehow uh, or just get that level of commiseration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which, I mean, we all seek anyway, right? I mean... Well, yeah, but you're... Especially when you're in a state like that that's a little, you know, a little rough. It's... it's and you've hard. already talked about it with all your friends. It's hard to just... You've so, exhausted all the points. That's why this medium is so perfect for that kind of, like, touching up and that sort of... Uh, you can yeah. passively commiserate. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You don't even have to, you know, acknowledge it's happening. You just have to press play. Yeah. So today on the podcast, we're at Steve's uh, bungalow here. I was just gonna say bungalow. Is this how you describe it? Um, I, I usually say the house behind the house. Um, <laughs> I think bungalow makes it sound a little too like jungle like in my mind. You got a, you got a good amount of plants rolling around here though. And you share this with your new wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, Claire and I got married in August, um, and yeah, it's just us back here, kind of tucked away. Did how, you? How long have you been here? Um, year and a half. Oh wow. Ish. And you were living together somewhere else before that, or? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, we lived in my four hundred square foot studio for like two months before moving here, and then before that. Um, she was living on Bainbridge Island, and I was living up in Greenwood. I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense. Two months. Yeah, Bainbridge. Yeah, we we uh, met. We met in September of 2011, and um, I proposed nine months later. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. It happens like that. It's like an illness. Because it was kind of a shotgun proposal. Then nine months later. 
Um, did you? I I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, I mean, there is no there is no other association with the nine months. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <Huh>. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that. We you know we both look back at, at those nine months and are just kind of in awe of all that happened. You know, um, David talked about there are some of those times when it's just like every like so much happens in a short period of time. Yeah, you know, yeah, he did. Um, well, and it was it was it wasn't by any means like his story for nine months, but like for us, it was um, a lot happened. You know, and and I hadn't even considered marriage like. <laughs> As, with her or really with anyone else. And how, um, how old were you when you met? Oh, math. Um, yeah. 2011, uh, 27, age, 26, 27, yeah. 28. Okay. Yeah. And how, how'd you meet again? Um, through a mutual friend. Um, I had a, she was in a grad program, and uh, it was, it was, it's a residential grad program, so most of the people in the program were living on-site in Bainbridge, on okay. Bainbridge. Um, so one of my friends from college... Uh, one of my closest friends um, was out there, and um, I was like, it was a it was a big year for me. I was like, in my own classroom for the first time um, in a public school, uh, so a lot was happening. And I hadn't gone and visited him yet, so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go out this weekend and spend some time together with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, he he he's been far away for a long time. Um, or he had been far away for a long time, living in like Atlanta, uh, not Atlanta, in Georgia area, um, in Missouri. So he moved out here to start there. So I was like, oh, I, I need to go visit him. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was going out there. I was on the ferry. I was like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> on my bike, you know, it was on yeah. a Saturday after teaching for a month or so. I hate social engagement. <laughs> yeah, so just like I hate people. I, get out more. I, just, I hate. I hate so many things, and I especially hate people. Yeah. Um, I just want to go out there and spend some time with him. Um, I don't care who I meet. Like I don't want to meet anyone. Yeah. Um, don't want to bullshit with people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's still true. But <laughs> but going out there, I was just like, like I don't. I'm too tired. I don't care. Um, I just want to spend some time with him alone. Um, and then I met Claire in the first ten or fifteen minutes, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, maybe I'll see I her a little shot. later. All right, evolutionary yeah. prerogative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give home like and then like no 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 like the first twenty four hours were like ridiculous. It was just like surprises and excitement and um, uh, of this visit or of of of, of that visit yeah okay. of the visit um, visiting Brian meeting Claire um, yeah kind yeah. of a whirlwind really kind of a world whirlwind. I mean I was there I was there the whole time because yeah. like once you got to Bainbridge like you're gonna stay over you're gonna be in <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, but yeah like I like found myself saying things that I wasn't like. Didn't like pester my filter, you know. <laughs> so I was just, Wait, like, just because like you were so exhausted, or I, I you just know. you just were like fuck it all, or like ex- exhaustion and like like accidental flirtation. Um, <laughs> that's probably another theme I didn't list. But just, like, <laughs> accidental flirtation <laughs> yeah. is usually on there. Hey, where are you um, sleeping? Yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I need to know where. Like, like, you, like what? I kept cabin number. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't want to. I just need to know yeah. where I'm sleeping. Yeah, That's yeah. All. I, I know. I just I'm need the information. That there, there was there was a moment, um, and my, Brian loves telling the story. Um, there was a moment at two thirty in the morning when I was like, I dropped my stuff off at his cabin already just to hang out, you know, sleep over there, and um, I just like opened the door, grabbed my bag, just like 
See you tomorrow. <laughs> Just left. Oh my yeah. god. Um, Later. Yeah. Which again was a surprise. So yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, those things can. You never see them coming. No, I, and like I didn't, I didn't want to see it coming. I was, you know, I was like, I have a like stupid ass year. I'm gonna be working my butt off. Yeah. Um, you know. And so that was a whirlwind, and then yeah, so, so, really so that was for nine months. Yeah, I mean, until the baby. <laughs> no baby, um, no babies. Um, yeah, I mean, Claire, like, she has an amazing memory. She could tell you what we did like every weekend or like at what time of year. Um, oh, nice. I ended up quitting my job partway through the year because it was horrible, um, and so I had a lot more time to go over there. But then I had. A bunch of different part-time jobs so it was just like there's a lot going on yeah yeah um but then you know so we're spending a lot of time together a lot of a lot of ferry commuting a lot of like bus to ferry to bus or bike you know time over the hill and through the woods yeah so that's dedication um it was but it 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 felt hard but it never was like like neither of us really ever questioned it you know it's like of course yeah you know I want to be here. I want to yeah. do this. I want to take this this multiple transportation. Yeah. Has this whirlwind settled down after like after you live began living together in a more mm-hmm. like being married and, and stuff? Yeah. Um, yes and no. I mean, I'm sure from an outside perspective, it is like the like most arid, boring relationship imaginable because we like <laughs> we watch Frasier at night, um, fall well, asleep. Like Twenty seasons of those. So that's yeah, at yeah. least. Two three years yeah. of a relationship. Yeah, it was good. Um, but like you know, we we don't. From the outside perspective, it might not feel like a whirlwind, but I feel like, um, man, like what we're learning about our relationship and ourselves. Um, it, it's good. It's deep. Yeah, you know? it's it's, both it's growing as people. Yeah, it's really you know, it's really because helping me other. to feel like supported and more self confident and like. You know, like I've I have a whole goddamn list of relationships, and like through those, and I think that both of you from your discussions too, it sounds like like you use we use relationships to help us define ourselves. You know, oh absolutely, that's um, the danger of them when they don't work out. Yeah, because <laughs> like yeah. you have to. I was listening. I bet to, my life on them. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to another podcast, um, and he was talking about how when you break up with someone you're breaking up not only with that person, but with that idea of yourself. Oh yeah. So like you have to like go and like redefine who you yeah. are as well. And that is, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, another, okay. So back up. First of all, I'm really bad at telling stories. So like, it's going to be like, not, not <laughs> like, like, like not even like Dan well bad, like nonlinear, but just yeah. like, just not good. But so like, so like in college, um, a lot of different things happened, but one of the best things that happened was I came came away from it with four really close guy friends um, who are totally, like, very different from each other, very different from anyone else I'm going to meet ever. Um, and I never anticipated having a friendship, friendships like that. So that was, that was great. So what, one of those friends um, is a psychologist um, and uh, recently got married also maybe like five months before me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't talk to him a whole lot, but um, 
he and I talk, and like whenever we get to, together, it's always girl talk. You know, like, sure. oh, who, how's it going? Yeah. Like now we're both married, and we're still like, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah. What are you dreaming about? Who you, you know? sleeping with these days? Yeah, <laughs> Claire's still cool. Come on, yeah, yeah. No, my wife's hot. My wife's yeah, good. yeah. It's cool. Um, but he 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 talked to me one time before before Claire before marriage and like like yeah. a, that level of um, this relationship. And he he I was just telling him I was like you know like I feel. Like, I just keep failing. I just keep messing up. And it's like, I don't want to be in relation. Like, I want, like, I break up or I get broken up with and I just want to be done. And I'm like, I, I need a year away. I need to, like, be on vacation from relationships because I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, like, oops, I'm in another relationship. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but, like, but, like, yeah. then he was like, but, like, they're all really different from each other. Um, but there are a lot of similarities. And so he was like, but it's like every, the, your path in relationships is a, a series of successive approximations. So like you have a relationship, you try it out. It doesn't work for one reason. Then you go the opposite direction <laughs> and find a different relationship and like gain something else. But that's not working. So you go back and forth. Yeah. So like it feels like a little bit tighter of a spiral each time. <sighs> so is- you're never going in the exact you're never hitting the exact same point again. It feels a little bit tighter, but you're still getting closer to like the center point of the, of the spiral. That's, exactly. an, that's an amazing visualization. Yeah. That is true. Is yeah, but it, it but it never feels like it. It never feels like it. You know, because right. it's, it's like it's like oh, didn't work again. Like I back, suck. I overinvested. Yeah, yeah. I did too much. I didn't do enough. Blah. blah you know. But give whatever. it six months and. Yeah. Then you can get some perspective. Yeah, some real, but that yeah. is so true. Wow. Yeah. That's so yeah, you, you hit a materialistic girl <laughs> yeah. who was maybe too into God. You, you go yeah. hard left. Into... You go to Burning Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the movie. Did a little too far. You go back. <laughs> maybe some HR type. And you're like, oh, well, I need a little more. In the... And then it's like, well, she's not super Catholic. But she's really Jewish now <laughs> this just, time. Yeah. You're shaving it down. Uh, and it's like bumper shoot instead of burning like it's better better yeah yeah. (laughs) but she does it three days instead of two yeah uh, (laughs) yeah that's a little too much (laughs) but like you know it was just i've always kind of hung on to that and and i feel like i look at that with like all relationships of mine especially with like romantic ones but like with jobs with friendships you know yeah yeah, friendships are interesting too. <laughs> friendships are interesting. Those are very, very interesting. Are you talking about girl friendships? Or are you talking? Uh, about- well, those are. I don't. What are those? <laughs> I know what those are. What yeah, have you had a platonic girl friendship? Never. Huh? This is very when Harry met Sally experience right now of like can women and men actually be friends or not yeah yeah uh we don't need to get into no it. that's this whole movie yeah yeah because it's been talked about a thousand times yeah. but i i mean i have friends who are girls who wait just... are you talking about you're attracted to them no for some reason or other oh. we've determined subconsciously that okay we're just never interested in each other in life. okay but listen there's an attractive girl who is you know, in society's eyes, attractive, okay? Which, I don't like to do that, but we're going to do that. You are part of society. One, one to ten. <laughs> I know. Uh, how attractive would society say she is? Like, she's an eight. In society's eyes. In society's eyes. That's pretty awesome. Because yeah. we would never... No, we don't judge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Judge not. Yeah. She... So you're saying you could be friends 
with a girl like that. <laughs> uh, depending because on the situation. Because I have friends. Yes, that are, and yeah. I have friends that are women. Um, I have friends because to me, it's like if I'm attracted to them and they can also be my friend. That those are the steps I take. Those are the things I look at before I'm yeah, about of course, it. of course. And so why would I just halt it because I need a friend right now, or I could be in a relationship right now. Well, and also, I mean, there's like there's a very inherent like um, I I don't want to date you, and I don't actually want to have a physical relationship with you. But being around you makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, I, I think when I, want, yeah, I, I would so rather surround myself with beautiful people than ugly people. Yeah. And as you're getting tighter into this spiral, maybe when your friends who is opposite sex matches, you know, outside the spiral, you know, you would never want to date them, but you still like hanging out with them. No, I'm I'm capable of that. I am. Yeah. I guess, I guess, but like the the friend, the friend guy or the friend spiral is more of just like, how much do we have to have in common and how much time do we have to spend together for it to really feel like it's, it's like a balanced friendship? Well... Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm not super logical. I I don't think everything through. Like, oh, this is gonna, this can't work because this. Really? I, no. Well, because I mean, emotions aren't rational, and that's that's why they're emotions. Right. And you can't help the way you feel. And I just love saying that. Doctor. Well, it's so true, and that's helped me. That's helped me a lot, actually. How so? How so? It's true. It's absolutely that. I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't be angry at how people feel like you shouldn't hold that against someone and you shouldn't hold that against yourself mm. too. Like no. if a girl likes you and you don't like her, it's okay. <clears throat> like that's, you aren't, she should be okay with it and you should mm-hmm. be okay with it. I mean, like, and opposite way around. You that's know, good. That, that is great advice. More tough. That's great. Especially for nice guys. It's great <clears throat> advice. Yeah. Um, but I mean like, like I guess what that makes me think of is for, for any relationship like there, there's only so much in your control you know and I go back to that for every area of my life you know whether it's <clears throat> job or relationship or whatever like like th- what what Evan does is out of my control you know I what I what I can kind of control is my response to it what I can't control is my reaction to it mm-hmm. you know and I feel like like over the last like yeah. um, over the last eight years I've really had to learn how to deal with that. You yeah. know, the both, both like the idea of like recognizing what's in my control and what's not in my control and recognizing what's my reaction and what's my response. Cause those yeah. are, those are different. Yeah. And it's hard. Okay. That's the breakdown. Is that your Japanese half? It sounds like a very zen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very logical. Yeah. So, so like, I am there. There is no question that I am my parents' son because, like, there's like my my dad's side, which is the Japanese American side, which um, uh, one of the most rewarding talks that we've had is when I asked him about his relationship with uh, what he grew up with, with which was Buddhism, mm-hmm. um, and he's like he's. He's uh, a you know research scientist, uh, teacher, professor, but um, he's he's very l- linear and logical and cause and effect related, and that was what he highlighted um, at, in the like the Buddhism approach to uh, just b- the Buddhism philosophy of like cause and effect, and that's something he could relate to. That's that's interesting. That 
something like s- such a scientific view of um, spiritual philosophy. No, yeah. it's like where they cross that's, over. That's not a crossover you see. But yeah, but it's like like I am. I cannot be that objective. I am like way too emotional to be that objective. Um, and then, then there's my mom's side, which is like the emotional um, and like like the worrier and like um, like wanting to make sure like are you okay? Like do you, do you want some more water? Yeah. The bathrooms not over there. You don't want the bathroom. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, like you know the provider, the caretaker. Um, which is is often like I will sacrifice myself to make sure that the people around me, uh-huh. even if the people around me is like someone who I was dating, who was like to anyone else was like a completely unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like bending over backwards because it's like I don't, I can't see that cause and effect. You yeah. Know? So it's like both of those come down for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have an even spread at all. Both my parents are super emotional people. <laughs> And they gave birth to an extremely emotional <laughs> child, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but aware of it. But aware of it, yeah. That I guess they threw me that. <laughs> what about yeah, you? I mean, my my dad, my dad is horrible at empathy. Mm. Horrible at empathy. <laughs> like he he doesn't. Heard some stories. He doesn't know what to say. And the things he says aren't great. Oh my god, I want an example. Can you tell a story? <laughs> oh god. Um, Read the first comment on our first podcast. That's him, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a doctor, he's clinical. The kind of um, crisis of being that me and some of my siblings have had. Like, I, I mean, I talked to him about it when I was like, what, what am I doing here? Um, mm-hmm. On Earth. And he, he just like never related to that because mm-hmm. I I don't know he he was in college and then went to medical school and then like, of course you do this of course this blood, is blood, blood, yeah. like never thought Steps. that yes he was just gonna be a doctor <laughs> and he doesn't know what to say um, did did it like make him uncomfortable or was it just like like does not compute like it, um it doesn't make him un. Maybe it does make oh, him uncomfortable. Boy. Well, yeah, his son's having an issue. Let's hope it makes him uncomfortable. Yeah, and I guess or, when he thinks that I'm more together than I <laughs> maybe am, uh, just because he, you know, as a parent, you're like, my God, my kids are great. Like, yeah, you, you may be blinded to. I think their you're supposed faults. to keep up that illusion, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of your job. Well, sometimes do, I was it's not. Do parents? Can parents do that? Can all parents what? do that? Just hope, like, know, like, oh, my, my, my kid's great. I mean, all, all the parents that I've known um, are, like, totally worried about messing their kid up. Oh, uh... Oh, like yeah. the opposite. No, not the opposite. I feel like the opposite would be, mean, like, um, like, my kid's a shithead, oh, yeah. you know? While they're raising their kid, or, like... Always. I feel, yeah. I feel like, like, and, like, I'm not a parent, and none of us are parents, thank God. Um, mm-hmm. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it, it. Someone told me once that like the biggest fear as a parent is that you're going to do something to like dramatically mess your kid up. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, that's like every day. Yeah, no, I I can see that just when something so, uh, you know, oh man, you you can mold them in so many different ways. So I think yeah, that comes with anything that's vulnerable. I mean, my dad's great. Like not mm-hmm. to oh yeah, beat I mean, him up. I definitely got my empathy from my mom, mm. but I guess, I don't know, work ethic and logical 
like, like you know, logical, like sequential yeah, progression. Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, Which you're good at. You're very, very good at that. That is like a huge part of you. Which is what you say, which is funny because I think like I'm far farther removed from that than you than I feel. Well, because but, your perspective on it is is yeah. more than mine. Yeah. You are like brilliant to me in that in that respect. Because mm. I don't know, my dad's not like that. My mom's not like I mean, she's a hard worker, they're both Yeah, yeah. But the, Okay, let, let's just say we all love our parents. Yes, yeah. yeah. We all love our parents. <laughs> We're just yeah, minutiae. obviously. But like this, like the microphone cable. I remember you saying, "Why does it need to be coiled up like that? Like, why do you have to do that?" It's like, well, just it's just neater. It's just it yeah. makes sense if it is. That'd be the first thing I took off. <laughs> yeah, you're like because what? it has the extension to take it off. It's the packaging. But yeah, no, that's that's interesting. So you're saying like for Dan. Like from the outside, you can see his like the his dad's side, the very linear, logical, right progression based thing. But then like like your internal is like wrenching, you know, like your in- insides are being wrung out with emotion. Occasionally, okay, yeah, not all the time. Occasionally, thank God. Would, yeah. yeah, I won't be good. able to sleep. No, but and it's it sounds similar to yours. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I thank God, like I finally moved past it, but like. There was probably like a, an eight-year span where every three months I would have like an existential crisis, like identity crisis. Like, oh, it's, it's no one ever talks. It's about. been three months. Oh, That's... what the hell am I? Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah. Ah, God, you know, just like I, I have no purpose. Am I making mistakes? Where am I going? What? I hate Seattle. Why am I still here? Or yeah. I love Seattle. This is a great place. There's composting. Then like the <laughs> next day, it's like, oh, it's been it's been three months. I got a panic. Boom. No one ever talks about how hard your 20s are until you get there and then people are like oh yeah your 20s are hard and that's all they say my 20s flew by that's what I want to say <laughs> <laughs> that's not helpful either yeah. <laughs> no. so w- were your crisis whatever existential stuff mm-hmm. were they always frustration or or did it ever go into like darkness what kind of darkness like darkness like unknown or darkness like like the other one okay yeah the other one um other oh one. definitely the other one yeah yeah i've been in some dark places for sure okay i mean you have to be when you're That's thinking of, of why you're here <laughs> it's because part of the path. you end up at the point there is no reason why i'm here at one point at least i mean okay like but then you got to build the shit yeah you gotta wake up and build this shit from scratch it's beautiful anyway um I, i'm just curious just because i don't really know much about your guys's like high school and times did you go through like a like i'm wearing black i am angry no phase? i went through like a g phase uh, no no I, I guess i was pretty uh you saved your black stuff for later, later. i guess <laughs> pretty what, what's the uh preppy Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, khakis. Did you ever pop the khaki? collar, like, no. for serious? <laughs> no. I remember one time I was in seventh grade, and I popped my collar for real. But I had a double collar. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch pull- polo. Oh. Yeah. With a Gap American Eagle track jacket. <laughs> yeah. And I was walking down the hallway, and the scariest black girl in school went, Hey, faggot. <laughs> I was like... Oh. I'm okay. I'm sorry. I never popped again. <laughs> Where, where'd you grow up? Uh, see here. Let's well, see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I'm sitting by the riverside, baby, and I'm dreaming of you. Dream about a fireside girl, you're with me too. 
when I only hear your voice, it drives away my blues every time. If you're only with me now, you know I'd have to tell you how I'm stuck on you. If you aren't taking notes right now, I highly recommend it. At least mental notes. I got tea on the stove. That's I'm sorry about that. But uh I'll get I'll get I'll get to you in a second. I mean the the, the spiral of relationships is such a uh, calm down. All the spiral of relationships is a great concept. Um I don't wanna see, say that the thing I said is a great concept, but it is to me. I can say that, um, you know, you, your emotions are your emotions, and they aren't rational. You, you may have emotions for music, which is what we're discussing next. I'm coming. Oh man, I'm I'm like I'm going through that again right now. Yeah, did I show you guys this? No. I'm like I'm I'm so I didn't show you this in the loft, but in our loft or in, in yeah in the loft, um, I have a bunch of records because um, that's what everyone in Seattle has to have records, and I also have a bunch of binders of CDs, and I have. Oh, you're. I told the I told these, Yeah, I told Sue. I have. 700 something like 900 cds i don't know all, like Jeez. all the cds like all the way back like fifth grade and beyond wow and i have categorized them of course Let's talk about music <laughs> yeah um but i've been listening to like what i was listening to in high school again just kind of going back to it and like some of it's just like super emo um a Some lot of shit you didn't know like, what good music was but it was something you identified with and you like hung on to as part of your identity you're like no this is me in the last you gotta in, grab something. in the last couple um I would say in the last week in the car which I don't in the car very often so this is like significant okay. experience like you have to pick the right CD last couple times um I've been listening to some saves the day <laughs> oh, dashboard confessional Goldfinger. Turn less than Jake. Less than Jake. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm just like, oh man. Like I this helped to identify me in a way that a relationship couldn't because it gave me a voice and like it expressed emotions that I didn't even know I had. (laughs) You know? And I listen to it now, and I'm like, I'm still rocking out, and like, I don't know the words still. But, yeah. You know. God. Music has always been, um, I, I remember when I, my high school girlfriend got me, and I didn't really care about music. I was just like going with my buddies, and it was about rap and whatever. But then I remember she showed me, um, we we're laying in her bed one time, and she puts on Passenger Seat by Death Cab for Cutie. I roll the And that's 
That's right. It all started. Yeah. You don't you you have an older sibling. I do. Did he get he didn't get you into any of his music? No, he but he he's he's kind of a different guy. He just he doesn't really doesn't really get off to music, you know. He just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Do you have siblings? I have an older sister. Did she get you into it? Oh yeah. Yeah. How how much older is she? She's four and a half years older. She was five school grades yeah. ahead. Um, so she was almost never in the same school that yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. but I was like always in her shadow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I still have some of her C's up there, too. But like things that things that she was in, like, so I'm 30 and, you know, listening to different stuff. But like, I were in, like, starting in second grade, starting in second grade, I was like sneaking her cassettes, uh-huh. like grabbing her CDs cassettes. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, tag team, like we had a whoop there at a single, um, some, a lot of classic rock too. Aerosmith get a grip came out in like 94. Um, and that was like, like, Oh shit, that cut, that utters pierced. That's so hardcore. You know, um, T- TLC voice to men, PM Dawn, okay. you know, all like that. Bucks of pop. yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I started, started buying CDs in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's a good year. And, it's a good year. and just because this is a big part for me, but when did that music start crossing over to... Because music helps me romantically a lot. It's like a stimulant, <laughs> you know? When did that start? Like, when was it, the first mixtape? Well, 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 when you'd be listening to a song and you'd start thinking about what's-her-face. Mm, mm-hmm. What Was that middle school? Was that high school for you? Middle school. Prob- was that middle school Probably middle school. Just because those that's like the first like dances. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, and so you listen your to the lyrics. You listen song. to the lyrics and you're like, "That's, that's Becky. That's her. That's, that's Becky. Her. Yeah. God. I'm I'm dancing with her and the song is like <laughs> Sugar Ray. No diggity. Black Street. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Kiss, 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 <laughs> kiss me. That one too. Oh, Sixpence oh, on the venture. That's a good one. <laughs> nice job. I'm proud of you. That's good. <laughs> Um, I remember I was on the bus one day and I was after school and I was sitting, you know, the bus was all, they'd all line up and you get in your bus. That was always early. So, you know, and, <laughs> and there's this girl, um, her name is Danny and I was listening to Sugar How You Get So Fly. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember out of thin fucking air, out of that song, I developed a crush <laughs> in that three minutes. Oh man. I was yeah. just watching her talk to her friend and she had her binder by her hip. <laughs> And she was kind of swinging her hair, and she had one her of those little trapper keeper. I don't know, man. It was looked great. And then um, the she walked accessory. away, and I never got resolved for that. Mm. So, like that, from a very young age, that started. They was just like, whoa. Oh man, yeah. Have, have you ever written a song for a girl? Poems, no songs. Poems, yeah. Like sang them. <clears throat> All right. No, me neither. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. In me, I didn't play wait, any wait, instruments. Wait, 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 Dan. Pause. <laughs> Where did that question come from? You didn't tell me that. You wrote a song for a girl? Did you did you perform it? Or Orally? serenade it? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh first real girlfriend. Go girlfriend. <laughs> What's up, Yosef? <laughs> first real girlfriend. Uh my list is coming back. A lot of dark secrets coming back. He's um, being totally honest right now, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, between ninth and 10th grade, yeah, I wrote a song. Mm. 
I had taken guitar lessons from like seventh grade. So it's like two years of guitar under my belt. Mm-hmm. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Got your cords. Yeah. The record mic, I, it was like a really cheap computer mic. It, so you it recorded was, it for her? Yeah. Burned it on a CD for Sarah's ears only. She wasn't for her ears only. Oh. And then, how many people? Like, uh, I know at least one, and it was her best friend, and it was my neighbor. I don't have any things that I've written, but I have a lot of mixes that I've either, get, either given or oh, received. Yeah. What's your process to create a mix? You know, we've also, have you guys seen High Fidelity <clears throat> and stuff? Yes. Um, at the end, at the end, I always never forgot. He always goes, um, he says, you know, I'm putting stuff on there that I think she would like. Mm. Because whenever I'm making a mix, it's always like stuff that I'm liking right now and that I want you to get. Like, get this part of me. But he, the whole, the end game was him realizing that he wanted to put stuff on there that she would enjoy. Mm. I think mm-hmm. when, so I do it your way, you know, with stuff. Yeah. Feelings I want to express in musical yeah. form that well, I think that's not about. That's now. But. But I think you, there's an overlap there because you want them to like the music because you're putting on music you like as mm-hmm. well. And so, and music is this weird thing where you feel this bond if someone likes the same type of music for some reason. You just, you're like, oh, our minds work in this similar matter, at least. And, and like, it's, it's, and this is for any relationship, friendships especially, like, it's, it's hard. Because or it's it's sensitive because like you don't want to be giving so much of your of your sound and what you're interested in out that you just become like a pompous ass of just like oh look at all the music I listen to you should listen to it all because it's all better than what you're listening to yeah well and and when's the last time you listened to a mixtape someone gave you and you enjoyed it I fucking hate all the music people give oh what I hate it I've I, only gotten one in the past. I just ten years. Music is no. <laughs> 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 um, but it's easy to fall into the trap when making a mix CD to use someone's like poetry and someone else's stuff to say this is I get this stuff. Hi, hello, Hi. Claire. Hi. How's it going? Um, good. How's your walk? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. You have a lovely home. Oh, Super you. lovely. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even stand it. I'm kissing right now, saying hi. They haven't seen each other for two hours. Yeah, sure. Uh, give me you guys want pie? I want some. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, sure. Sounds good. I haven't taken the ice cream out yet, but I still. So, so back to music. Let me start. Laying in bed one night with a girl, listening to music, mm-hmm. and um, it was this band she suggested. And so I'm always going to relate this band with her, first mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. But it was a song that I don't know if I was like a little drunk or what, um, but parts of it just made my mind have that feeling of like uh, a falling mm. almost. Mm-hmm. And I, I needed to like close my eyes to, to stop it. Otherwise, I, I would have been dizzy wow. or whatever. Uh-huh. And I just know, like, a, a, a song memory was being burned into my mind at that time. Mm-hmm. So whenever I hear this song specifically, will always just take me back to that one moment.
Music's a powerful force, and it's been with us, humans, since we've known how to bang a rock on a rock. Rock music. <laughs> is that why, why is it called rock music? Rock. Because it's hard. Like a rock. Music creates strong memories. Probably not as strong as scent memories. Uh, maybe for evolutionary reasons. You know, you can't eat music and it can't get you sick. Like something that may smell bad. But those memories do stick around until you do overwrite them. Next, we talk about relationship with parents, and specifically during tough times, during times when we need them the most. deal makers but you don't want to admit to having them because like then if someone doesn't have it then yeah whatever um oh she likes cats fuck yeah (laughs) um but no like loving to bake was a definite deal maker for me you know maker yeah like it wouldn't have like in the ideal it wouldn't or in the final relationship you know the ultimate relationship wouldn't need to happen but like it's pretty awesome uh (laughs) I'm glad <laughs> this is proof. Yeah. I'm glad she happened. So, I was shouldering some weight. Great story. Um, <laughs> I don't know which one. My heart gets broken. <laughs> and That's a great story. I call Evan. How you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, whatever, man. <laughs> and he's like, well, you want to like, you want to get some food? Or I'm like, I, sure, I guess. I mean, I don't really feel like eating, but yeah. Okay. Go over to West Seattle. We yeah. get some shitty organic. That was bullshit. super good. Chaco <laughs> um, Canyon. We walk up this hill and we're just like looking out on West Seattle and talking. I, I was thanking you just like for whatever, and you're like, "Hey man, when when it happens to me, you know, I'm you better be there too." <laughs> and. Not a month later. Oh, <laughs> I made a phone call. Made a phone call. Like I make mid. I make my own trek over to West Seattle. Yeah. Around midnight. Different purposes. <laughs> Different purposes. Mm. That was awful. Yeah, moms and breakups. God. My, and my parents are very, very much involved in everything that's going on, like with me romantically, just because they're those kind of people I can talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they're because they're open with. Well, they're not too open, but you know, they're open with about you know being young and their times. So I mean, and you kind of have that same relationship with your mother, right? Are you kind of open with her about stuff? I mean, I could be. I for some reason I try to navigate things on my own, but. Nothing wrong with that. Well, no, you tell your mom stuff though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're if you're dating someone and you're like, I think I'm ready to well, tell my mom that I'm dating someone. I well, I mean I, I pretty much tell them. I mean I don't care. Like it's not like yeah, I don't like make I think that I'm decision. Give yeah, but I'll, okay. I'll, Are you like that though, Steve? 
Um, and then you present her with the idea, or Pro- probably more so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Sounds that way. Um, we talk all the time. We talk once once a week or so. That's good. Um, but she's from Wisconsin. She's from Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a lot of borders with your mother? Like, wait, there's things no. you won't. Um, I mean, probably. I I haven't ever consciously defined them, um, but. Just because I feel like my relationship with my mom and dad, I guess, really, is like, we'll joke about anything. Oh. <laughs> we, don't, we don't go that far. Dude, yeah. the funniest yeah. joke happened the other day. Um, my dad um, was was driving, and we were all in the car. Yeah, no, we were driving, and somebody was going to turn out. We were going to turn out, and... and um, my dad says, don't pull out, don't pull out, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, and <laughs> Just a rough <laughs> But he said, it, he said it with just, yeah, such <laughs> vigor, like he meant, because he meant it. Yeah. You know, and it was just like. But you don't have that. No, we don't have yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was yeah. that like? Had he used that before? Is that like a go-to for him? Or no, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it. Was impromptu. It, it was impromptu, which made it so funny. But also, mm-hmm. that's something he wouldn't you mm-hmm. know, shy away from. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, my 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 dad wrote. He wrote a book on the sexual reproductive habits of a certain type of bird. <laughs> we, we haven't, we didn't have like the birds in the his talk yes, until like until late high school. Son, <laughs> read my book. Yeah. yeah, let me know if you have questions. It's pretty much the same for humans. Yeah, yeah. Just keep your feathers clean. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Display your epaulets. Yeah. <laughs> there was. I remember. Two specific conversations about that were like beyond the birds and the bees talk um, with my I've never mom had that specifically. Talk. No, I mean it was just like th- that was like maybe like a, a three sentence exchange. Yes, yeah, it was like just be, be safe and like yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Penis of Johnny Cotton. Yeah, go out into um, this world. One one of them was uh, uh, when I was a junior in college. I was. Um, I was going to study abroad, um, and I had a flight out of Chicago at, you know, like six in the morning or something like that. So we where'd went, you, where'd you study abroad? Uh, in Costa Rica. Um, and so I had like an early flight the next day and it was far enough away where we were like, well, let's go get a hotel close by. And my girlfriend at the time, um, was <laughs> like, like, you know, we have been dating for a year, a year or so, maybe a little over a year. So she was, um... She like wanted to see me off also, so so then we were <laughs> so then so then like, it's like what well, you know we're like okay well let's 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 stay over at you know in the hotel right before just because it'll make everything it'll make leaving easier or whatever yeah um so I was like uh, okay um I can sleep on the couch and uh, and she's like no, like we know like you're you're in college like it's fine. And like, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. that was the extent that of that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? you're okay. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, uh, Good for you, I don't wow. know. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then the other conversation was like, it was a little bit heavy, actually. Um, when I was in college, sophomore year, junior year, sometime around there, um, 
super long backstory I don't want to super want to get into, but like one of my high school teachers um, was kind of like my mentor. You know, I was trying to figure out a lot of stuff in high school. He was, I took two or three classes from him. He was um, a student council advisor. I was uh, in student council and I was a president, I think, at that time. Um, I, put, I was on a volleyball team. He was the head coach. Um it was like he was a mentor. He yeah, he yeah. lived in the neighborhood. He had kids. I babysat his kids. Like cool. we, you know, we were we were pretty close. Um, and I went to I went off to school. Um, and then he had some sort of um, uh, like cancerous like growth that he had to have removed. And his wife couldn't pick him up for some reason. It was like you know pop in have the surgery and go home Mm -hmm. and so i was like well i'm coming home that day um i can pick you up from the hospital i'll just you know be driving three hours first but um so i picked him up he was totally like drugged up like couldn't really walk was like totally out of it whatever um i drove him home on my way home like you know like my books are in the back seat and you know all the stuff home from college guys um and i help him like out of the car into his house um and during that time he was acting really weird because he was so drugged up yeah. you know and like telling the same stories over and over again does not really does not get in it kind of this opposite role than he usually plays yeah and I was yeah. like well I'm like um this is like a big deal I'm like helping to take care of him so I like bring him inside bring like his bag of stuff that he had um set him down got him like a little bit of food to put next to the bed got him some water um and then, like, it started to get weird. And he, like, said, just can you stay here for a little while? Um, I was like, okay, I kind of got to go home, though, you know. And then um, he was like, just, like, sit here with me. I'm not feeling super great. And then, like, he grabbed my hand and put it down his pants. And I was just like, no, whoa, no, 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 no. You know, I'm like, a, I think I was a sophomore in college at that mm-hmm. point. Um, and I was like, I didn't. I didn't know what to think because it was yeah. so like it didn't compute. It didn't make sense. Um, and then I just left, you know, and like never talked to him again. I wrote him a letter, just like saying like I'm so upset. And I'm like you've like you've. I can't trust you. I feel like I can't trust people. Like um, it really affected me for a long time. Um, and about I don't know, like a year later, a year and a half later, like a while later. Um, I told my mom when she picked me up from school and we were driving back for three, for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a hard conversation. To have. Yeah. And that wasn't like, like the same type of like intimate, but it was just like, it was intimate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And shit got real. Yeah. So that, that was the other like significant conversation that we've wow. had. Wow. No, that's a wild story. Yeah. I, just speaking on stuff that doesn't compute. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you've had experiences like that, Dan, but on mine, I was on a park bench once in Boston. I was riding my bike to a different park and it was a little north of like Harvard, kind of, you know, into Cambridge. And I was at this kind of funny park. I just rode my bike to it was a Saturday or whatever. And, uh, there were a couple dudes at the park. Yeah, they did a park. It was right along the Charles River. And, um, but they were all alone. They're just kind of sitting there. And it didn't strike me as odd until later, but it was kind of a cruisy, shady-ass park. And I was sitting there on the bench with my bike, and this old man comes up. I mean, just a nice... It looks like a nice old man coming up. Um, 
And he and he says, uh, "How's it going?" I said, "Oh, going good. How are you doing? <laughs> Beautiful day." You know, just classic stuff you say. And uh, and he said, "Oh, cool." I said, "What what are you doing out?" You know. He said, uh, "Well, just looking for nice men like yourself." And I went, "Aha! What?" And just out of sheer like, I was like, "Where's your wife?" <laughs> and like maybe and he was like well she left a long time ago and I was like oh okay cool yeah yeah, it's a really nice day whatever and then um, he uh, he's standing pretty close to me and he, and he uh, strokes my hair and I remember going and, and he mentioned my curls he says what nice curls you have and I go, oh yeah, and and I I just n- have never as like as like an adult male experienced any sort of like ex- somebody actively trying to touch me in a weird way. And you don't know what to do in that situation. And, and, and because you know I'm not like a 19 year old sorority chick used to that shit where it's like back the fuck up, mm-hmm. dude, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and this is a nice guy, but no, no, this is not a nice guy. I mean, this is like a guy I could knock out with one punch. And so, but when, they take this dominating. But they role take this dominating role, and you just like Dude. automatically take a a submissive subverse, role yeah. because that's what society tells you to do is to chill out and like just let this guy do what he's gonna do. And he, and he said, "What nice curls you have!" And he puts his, runs his fingers from my hair, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I've got it from my mom." And I keep talking to him, and then um, and then he puts his hand on my thigh mm-hmm. and works it up and works it up along my thigh. And I go, hey, whoa, hold on a second now. And even that took like some some serious like, whoa, someone, yeah. this dude's touched me in a weird way, and it, it it did not compute what was going on. Absolutely, yeah. And that that was just the weirdest thing to me because I mean, if a guy looks at me funny or a guy's gonna rob me or something, like there there are things I have to pull out of my that's gonna stop that situation cold. But this, it was just. Especially from, and I felt really weird about old people and old men yeah. for a while after yeah. that, and I couldn't even really, you know, deal with them. <clears throat> so I, when you said, you know, I don't trust people, I don't trust people that I trust the most, mm-hmm. like are suddenly weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like you've you've put a ripple through a lot of my mm-hmm. world. Yeah, and and you know, for like the 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 next relationship, the one who stayed at the hotel, and we. Um, I was going to Costa Rica like I had to talk with her about it a lot because Mm -hmm. like like I couldn't connect with her for a while because it was like like I've done something wrong I don't understand I don't know why like it I I don't know why I couldn't just like react it was right 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 it was just like you're so I I just don't understand people would always be like you're this young dude how couldn't you just get out of that situation? You could have totally mm-hmm. handled that guy. Mm-hmm. No, but you're you're the just so not in that mode. So mm-hmm. fucked up there. You're so not in that mode, which is why I mean, thank God it didn't go further for any of us. And and and, and it wouldn't have because event like it right. It it would it, it well, couldn't simply, have like yeah. there would have been something that snapped and, and eventually it did. Yeah, sure. But I mean, yeah. And for you, for someone who was this oh, yeah. childhood. Who you based a lot God, of values around? What a what a hit! What a yeah. yeah.
I do have a similar story, but I, I didn't want to bring it up then because it, it, it seemed much less... Um, it would have seemed like I was trying too hard to relate, I guess. Uh, but I was going to a friend of a friend's place. Um, and my friend told me that this guy lived kind of in a futuristic state. And it, 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 he said that when you went to his place, you would feel like you're in the future. And that was definitely true. For some reason, there were a lot of... we. We had just fashion shows on the TV in the background while we were talking, and it was just us three. And I made it clear that I was straight, but this guy, uh, you know, made some advances that I turned down, um, but kept just kept making them. And he he would put my put his arm around me, and I would I would get up, I would just pull away completely. Um, and then go, go like sit in another chair and it got really awkward. But even when I sat back down in that other chair, he would continue to do that, continue to make moves. And I remember when we were finally leaving, finally at the door, I yawned and he, he put his, when I was yawning, he put his finger in my mouth. And that's, I mean, it's. If that's what girls have to put up with, good God. Good gravy. But we aren't, we aren't done with uh, parents just yet. Not yet. Sun come down from heaven, gonna light up the world. I'm gonna keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm gonna do what he wants me to do. Sun come down from heaven, gonna light up the world. When the sun comes up, you know it brings us a new day. It shows us a new way of life in the world. When the sun comes up, you know it brings us a new day. It shows us a new way of life in the world. Lights out, Maggie. You don't need them anymore. The sun come down from heaven, gonna light up the world. Car rides with mom. Those yeah. are good things. Those are good things. Long car rides with mom. Dad, it's like he's got his agenda. You gotta, you gotta like fold. Talk business. <laughs> yeah, fold to that. Mom, mom, it's always good. Sing along to some Paul Simon. I was gonna say I have different different associations with music because of those conversations. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. slip sliding away. <laughs> Paul Simon's "You're the One" is is the Mom Rocha album. We know every word, every song in that yeah. album. That's <laughs> My dad and I would always go to a, a bagel shop. Actually, we go to a bagel shop every Sunday. Um, I wasn't allowed to wake. What, this is when I was tiny. I wasn't allowed to wake him up until 6.30 or 7 or something like that. I was like five. Fair. I was like That's five. Um, and then he would like roll out of bed. We'd, we'd, we'd drive down um, about half an hour to go get some bagels. 
he'd read the paper, I'd like look at the comics, and then we'd drive back, and like we wouldn't really talk. Yeah, we would listen. We would listen to, like the classic rock station. But you live for that. But it was time enough. Yeah, and he like, loved it too. Time. And he was glad to give my mom the morning off. Sure. Uh, yeah, I remember the most memorable car ride with my mom was not too long ago, actually. It was a couple of three years ago. And we were down in Ashland, Oregon, which is a really spiritual town. It's like just really heavy on new age, new age shit. And my mom has a friend there. And we spent a weekend and she was just so gung-ho about this stuff and you'd have to listen to about you know why your banana had those spots on it you know like this is what this is telling you and after a while i remember my mom and i were just like we would just cuss like sailors which we don't cuss (laughs) a lot but we just wanted to like fucking get some real like humanistic shit out because this woman was just blah 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 blah. And, and she would really weigh down you spiritually and we, um, it was, it was the day to leave and we woke up at like, I remember four in the morning she woke me up and she was like, do you want to just, do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we woke up, you know, her friend and we're like, Hey, we're going to take off early and get home, have a day, you know, in Seattle. And she was like, Oh, okay. And we hugged her and left and we got in the car and it was almost like we were just fleeing this space. And it's a weird experience to have with your mother because your mom is just... It, it, it felt like one of the greatest adventures I've ever had because it, it was a full moon and it was and it was the sun was not coming up for a while. I mean, it was black. And we were driving through the night like on, on the highway and there was just no other cars. And it felt like me and my mom and the moon. And we weren't saying anything. But there were, and there was a slow mist that was just just slowly dissipating as as the light came and um i was driving faster than ever have and i don't even know why but it it, <laughs> it, it it just we just it was the greatest adventure my mom and i have ever had and i think i don't think we'll, it'll ever top that because and it was a very gentle adventure too because mm-hmm. you weren't really sure what we were running from but we were running from but you're like rebelling together yeah, yeah yeah and it was like it was it was this weird unity <laughs> you don't get with moms. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. So that yeah, car car rides with moms. I say that I find you so fascinating. Want you to know each day that I let you go is another day closer to the end of the road. Don't you worry that you break my heart, cause babe, I gladly tear it apart for you. Coming up on the last segment here, I start talking about existential crises. And Steve discusses how, with his partner, she really supports him through them. And they support each other. And that's why they have such a great partnership. And he also talks about the moment he knew that that he needed to be married to her. Apparently she knew pretty early on. He took a while to get around to the idea, but when he did, it hit him like a rock. You love me too, 
Successive one has been. I I have more of a grounding. Yeah. To launch off of, so it's yeah. I'll Good. be like, what the hell am I doing? But uh, I'm just more relaxed towards them. I guess it's like okay, I'm gonna worry about these things sometimes, and that's fine, and I'll get over it, and maybe I'll come out in a better there. place, yeah. or maybe I'll come out in the same place, but. I'm here for these years on Earth, and... <laughs> use them. Use them yeah. and abuse them. <laughs> I can't help how I'm going to feel, and sometimes it won't feel great. But you can play those off of when you feel amazing. and That's true. <clears throat> but, I mean, and I, honestly, I don't remember where you are in relationship land right now, but, like, I feel like <laughs> like the more the more you can figure that out, now whether it's like while in the relationship or independent of it like like that'll make everything else for me i can't say for you i don't know you for for me like i needed i needed that time to figure out like what the hell am i doing yeah you what, know? what's what's steve steel yeah and like I, you know I, I still obviously grapple with that right so yeah that was my next question i mean obviously the personal crisis never stops and thank and, God. And, and <laughs> what would we be doing here? Whoa, that's a turn. Um, but you've had you you've had them. I mean, while married, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, At this point, you know, we've been married since August. It's March now. Um, for me, they feel so much easier to be able to handle because, like, she knows me so well. She knows him better than I know. You have a great sounding board. Babe. And and yeah. and we're also like so similar. And we, you know, one of the ways I describe our relationship is it's very balanced. And like we Opposites both, attract. we no 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 like we're identical. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like but like we, we we will be having the same crisis sometimes at the same time, but. But regardless, regardless, one of, like only one of us will actually feel it at a time. The other one will be able to like give the support yeah, and like like ask the right questions, give the right reinforcement. Um, no, it's half a stick of butter for the macaroni and cheese. It's okay. Yeah, half a stick of butter. <laughs> hey, just a little milk. Here, you're good. Sit out. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then like I can be having the exact same issue. Um, and I can, but like, be able to talk with her because I can see it more clearly. Yeah. For her. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to listen to what I say for myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so, I mean, part of me is afraid to get married because you're. It's kind of a okay. This is what we're doing. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this one. So, and my friend was, is really committed to this girl, and he said. Yeah, I mean, you just have it be bad enough times, and then you find someone who's good, and then you stick with them. I mean, 
And when you look back at your past relationships, obviously some of them are good, but how do you grapple with it being just this one? Because before, I mean, before you're married, you always have the option, like, yeah, well, I'm not married or anything. Mm-hmm. This is just... Um, you get what I'm saying, kind of? Like, I do, like and, I'm, and I'm going to consciously deflect that for a moment, but I'll come back to it. Okay. So... Claire and I had a conversation. I remember we were like sitting in the ferry terminal. We had missed a ferry and we were just like like miserable and just but just like talking to pass the time together. Miserable, but we were miserable together. But um, I was talking about some friends of mine who have been together for for a long time, decade, probably a decade, um, and they're not married and they've chosen not to get married, whatever. And like that's that, cool. it fits them perfectly mm-hmm. well. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know about this whole marriage thing. Like, I don't really get it. I don't know why. Like, for some people, I guess it makes sense for them. But just, like, like I don't get it. Was this before or after you married? This is bu- this was way before. I, like, this was probably, like, three or four months in. Like, Claire could verify she doesn't remember that. But, like, yeah. this was, like, before. And, like, we're very clearly dating. You know, yeah. we're inclusive from day one. Yeah. Um, and I'm, but I'm just like, just like, you know, we're totally honest with you there. So I'm just like, I, you know, I don't, I, I really value the relationship. I don't think they're going to get married. I don't think they need to. Um, I don't, and like, I'm anti-establishment in this moment of my discussion. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't like, why, why do sure. people get married? I don't really, like, I don't understand. And that's, and like, we talked about it and she was like, that's when I knew, like, you weren't ready. And, like, I wasn't expecting anything in terms of marriage, but, like, she knew we were going to get married. Um, I didn't know that. Three months in. Three yeah. months in, she knew. Yeah. Yeah, she would even say within the first month. Be still. Why, yeah. why would she say that? Be still. We need to run. She, she, knows, she knows so much more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it works. You're, um, just, you're just... But, but so, that was... I'm going to say that was December. I don't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was somewhere around December maybe January. Right. Um, and that's the last conversation that we had about it, about marriage. Um, until you proposed. Until, proposed. until I proposed. But before that, so that... Kind of let's, let's, let's say, a PR let's, leak. Let's say that was December. Let's say that was December. Um, then, one day in April, a specific day, I know the date, I woke up on a Saturday and before an alarm just like I sat up in bed you know how sometimes like when you get really drunk the night before and then like so like all, all the alcohol passes through your system and suddenly you're like awake yeah and then like if you're lucky you can get back to sleep but like there's that moment where you're just yeah, like yeah, your awake. brain like right so it's just like ding the... you know it was like that except I wasn't drinking the night before I just woke up and like had this moment of complete clarity where I was like I need to be married to her yeah, and there was no question about that. Like, I'm gonna be her husband. She's gonna be my wife. Um, ding, you know, right then. And I was like, "What? This, like, I, I've never thought this before. I've I've had a conversation of marriage with different people I've dated before, uh-huh. more as like an abstract concept. Like, would you like to get married in some capacity and yeah. some part of your life? You know, <laughs> um, but this was like this was like no like this this is it. And there was no question. And that was for me. That was only for me. I can't say that's what it's like for everyone. I think everyone's situations are going to be different, but like I woke up in April and I just knew it was, 
like that's what had to ha- it wasn't like this is meant to be it wasn't that it was like this has to happen this is going to happen it has yeah, to happen, happen. Yeah. yeah um and i called i called my sister right away and i was like this is this has to happen is your sister married? uh she is yeah yeah she called me when she after she had proposed or after, it was like a mutual proposal at the like kind of like jinx like will you marry me kind of thing or we should be married but like it's very different for me and and I wouldn't have thought that so like what you're the person you were talking to said like yeah no they 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 just said um, she's good enough well I mean kind of and, and I know that's not what you're dealing with here um, clearly you've you've I've tasted the pie. The literal, <laughs> literal pie. <laughs> literal. Tastes like strawberry rhubarb. Yeah. Um, he just said, like, yeah, well, I mean, because he's talking about, like, relationships and sex and stuff. He's like, well, I mean, you have it be bad enough times, and then you get something good that comes along. And, they, and that just kind of pissed me off. That's, like, a point. And I didn't but, but, like, for, for him, they, that, that's probably how it was. That's probably how it is. That just sounds. But, like, for me, again, success of approximations. It wasn't just, like, a scatter plot. Right. It was, like, like it fig- worked figuring it, it, it out worked in a way. And, and zooming in, narrowing right. in on a certain space. I didn't know it was happening. And when I met, when we met, like, I didn't know that's where it was going to end up. Sure, yeah. She, she did. did. <laughs> she, did. <laughs> she knows everything. She um, God, I want a perspective. <laughs> but, but, but... And then, like, conversely, like, so we can bounce a lot of ideas off each other. We provide a lot of support for each other. I feel like we have a a better partnership than I had ever imagined I was capable of being a part of. Mm -hmm. And generally, I hate the term partner. Like, oh, he's my partner. Because it's, like, wrapped in just, you know. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not, anyway. Um, no, I feel you on that. But like we do have a partnership, and it's it's deeper and and more. Are you selling shares in this partnership? <laughs> How do I buy it? <laughs> yeah. I just want some pie. Like I'm all in, brother. But like it's it's it, it was a surprise, yeah. you know, and it's been a great surprise. And I haven't, you know, I'm like we just talked today about like um, we provide each other like a lot of feedback, fashion wise, like. We 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 only have a certain number of clothes. We have a, you, we have a tiny closet, so like like does this work? Oh, I don't really know. So like I'm getting better at understanding like women's style and like that. So like I'm noticing that more when women walk by. So like I'm yeah. noticing. I still notice women. They're just their know? clothes, honey. Yeah, just their not their bodies. Their clothes. Well, and I not- I notice their bodies too. You know how they fit their but, clothes, and that's but, it. But at at no point has it been like. Oh, this is the only relationship I'm gonna have for the rest of my life. See, yeah, you know, and okay. like it hasn't, and for me, it's it's it has it's always it's just it's a different level, right? You know, because once you think that, dude, I don't know about, but um, it's never felt like what your friend was talking about right. for me, right? Um, and I don't think that. I don't expect that for every relationship, like, you know, all the married people around, like I, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. No. But, um, well, no, I, I really like your, your grasp on it. I just love it and I want it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, and and I wouldn't have been ready for, I mean, I wasn't ready for it three, four months into it, three months into it, you know? 
I wasn't ready for it. Then I was like, I don't, I don't really get marriage. But part of me is just like I got to slog through five years <laughs> to get. Well, you do. That. Yeah, but that's you know I got a lot of land to till. You yeah, know? you do. It's <laughs> the way it works, man. But like I I don't regret any of it. Then it'll but hit you on Bainbridge. I just want the good stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We're both really like reflective and analytical. So like when we talk about you guys because we do you know presentation parties and nice. such like we're like we're not worried you know like you got like other than like talking about your moms on the radio whatever like <laughs> you got, like you got like you're you're you're, you're thoughtful you're you're you you have that compassion you know you have that awareness and like you're you're you've been in those dark places and you may be in there now but like, you have to be there. You have yeah. to be there. And 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 yeah. I'm even like, if you're going, if you're going to learn, you. For me, I had to learn about myself through those relationships. Claire didn't. Claire learned about herself through a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn about myself, and through relationships was what worked for me. Yeah. And. I wouldn't have learned those things if I hadn't been in so many goddamn failed relationships. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And just because really just because they failed, like, it wasn't, like, I, w- I wasn't the one always breaking up. I wasn't always the one breaking up with. Right. Like, you know, it, it fell on both sides. But, yeah. like, I was like, man, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. 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 And, like, for the most part, for, for the most part, I didn't. Right. Right. There's hope. And and oh, I it, there's well there's hope. I'm not an optimist. Re, like reality is is so much more important. But you're not than a optimism. pessimist. You're just a no. Realist. I'm like yeah, reality. Yeah. You know. But I think you know, for for everyone there might not be hope, but for you guys, <laughs> you know, you got it. You know. <laughs> if you listen, you probably have hope. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can't really. We we I guess we it. didn't cover any of your like deep history. Wait, you talking about relationship wise? Yeah, I don't really I, feel like we need to. Only, only if you had anything to say on those. No, nah. no. <laughs> Perfect. I think you're all set. <laughs> any last words? I feel like you just said his last words. I know that. Was, <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. I, yeah, right I just now. I just put my soapbox away, guys. Yeah. <laughs> trying not to cry. No, I mean like it's. It's hard. It's hard being like a thoughtful, emotional guy, you know. And and it's 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 hard to be a woman in society. I assume yeah. it's based on all like not all yeah. the women I do, but like are, based on the all the women that are I'm surrounded. It's by hard being a person. Day. Both aren't easy. Yeah, it's hard like, being human. If you're if you're emotional and reflective, like that's kind of a volatile combination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me. I feel like I'm in a good place. It worked out. Mm-hmm. And it'll, you know, things will change. Yeah. But I don't regret things. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Simon says, nature gives us shapeless shapes, like clouds and wind and flame. Human expectation is that love remains the same. And when it doesn't, we point our fingers and blame, blame. Blame. <laughs>
It's a song me and my mom. I was gonna say that's you, that's yeah. you and your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great album. Love that. Man. You're the one. You're the one. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be good. Thanks for having us over. Oh, this is my pleasure. We Need to Talk has been a production of Public Radio International. <laughs> One day, maybe. Just want to thank Steve again and Claire for the delicious pie. If pie is any measure of a relationship, then Steve and Claire's is buttery, flaky, tart, goes well with ice cream, warm, beautiful looking, beautiful tasting, refrigerates well. I'm going to stop. The music from today's podcast was Andrew Bemis, 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 B-E-M-I-S. You can decide how to pronounce that. Uh, and he actually played at Stephen Clare's wedding. Uh, you can check him out, Andrew, A-N-D-R-U, B-E-M-I-S dot com. Or andrewbemis.bandcamp.com Check out our website we need to talk podcast.com Until next week Tell me not to ride this way again I don't ever want to see the day Pray the Lord my soul To keep my tires on the road Till I see with the sun in your eyes in the morning I'll follow the moon